0: Are you a movie buff? A horror fan? If so, then U.S. Dish is looking for you. One lucky fan will be selected to watch 13 films based on Stephen King's most chilling novels. The winner will be given a survival kit including a blanket, flashlight, popcorn, candy, some Stephen King swag, a Fitbit monitor to monitor your heart rate, and of course $1,300 plus a movie theater gift card to your choice of either It Chapter 2 or the upcoming sequel to The Shining, Dr. Sleep. Go to usdish.com and select Want $1,300 to watch 13 movies at the top of the page. No purchase necessary. See full rules of entry at usdish.com. Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, October the 4th. We are coming to you from the new home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We're out at the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. And joining me today in the room, I've got Curtis. And that's
1: it. That's me. That's all. I'm Curtis. We're Uh, a
0: little shorthanded tonight, but that's all right. We're going to have fun either way. Curtis is... uh, what is it again that you're drinking there off the back lots menu? I'm drinking a corpse reviver. And it looks really good. Do you feel revived? I'm getting there. All right. We'll get there before the night's over, I'm it's, sure. It's pretty strong. Well, we are just a couple folks from the Midwest talking pop culture news, telling stories, taking your comments, and whatever What have you been up to this week. Have you done anything? Did you get to catch up on Creep Show from last week?
1: I ha- I am late on it, but I have started it. You,
0: you've watched I the first episode. I'm
1: halfway through the first episode. Okay, so you have oh, watched the yeah. first
0: one of the first episode. I'm halfway
1: through that one. Okay, so you're a quarter of the way <laughs> through the first episode. Through the episode. That's all
0: right. Yeah, what do you What do you think so far?
1: I, I'm I'm loving it so far. You're oh, catching yeah. all the
0: little references. Yeah, and... yeah,
1: yeah. It's just it's like
0: classic Creep Show. So. It is. Is. It's wow. it is even like set in where you can't tell what the setting is. It feels what like sixties, ish seventies, but and some recognizable faces, yeah.
1: It's it's fun faces so
0: far. and yeah, Easter eggs and that that is the. Uh, I felt like that was the stronger of the two in that episode. Although yeah. the second one's fun too. Yeah, it didn't feel as. I mean, they came out of the gates with that first one like, "Hey, this is a creep show." Like right. you remember, and Greg
1: Nicotero directed that. one, yeah, I think I think so too. And well, well yeah. the next one what is it the the werewolf one is mm-hmm. that the one that Rob Shrab did or
0: uh, actually you on the I don't know what the second episode is cuz I didn't watch it yet but I know the second oh the part second of one the, first the first one, one yeah okay. the second of the first one is a uh it's a haunted house story but it's like a haunted dollhouse oh, okay and it's it's okay but it, it's not as strong as the first one. I mean, they came yeah. out like, "Hey, get you hooked with this first one, and then here's this other episode, <laughs> and then come back <laughs> next week. and We'll get you another couple more."
1: I I, I kind of like the format that they're doing, where it's we've got two episodes in one episode. It's right. like you know, creep show. I, I was it's an anthology
0: within an anthology. Yeah, I thought yeah. it
1: was just me. Here's one episode. Here's the next episode. You know, it's a different episode. But no, it's yeah,
0: you get two for one. Yeah, like, and he's got the you know the the comic book format yeah, kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's kind of the bridge between the episodes and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: it's fun so far.
0: It is. It's a lot of fun. I like horror anthologies in general. I do, too. Yeah. They're a lot of fun.
1: I like them better than... Straight the, up horror movies? Well, I like horror movies. I, I, I'm i not big on the American Horror Story or anything like that. Yeah. I'm, I mean...
0: I'm I, trying to get into this season of it, and it's just not happening Which one? This, this is, is, the is the 1984 yeah, season this or the, whatever? Yeah, with the slasher camp thing. Yeah. It's uh, not very maybe, good. Yeah. yeah, it's not happening. Uh let's see what else. Well, I Okay, have you heard of the Untitled Goose Game? No. Okay. It's a game and I have this and this is what I've been doing this last week. I've okay. got the Untitled Goose Game for my kids and I think I've spent more time playing it than they have. You're a goose. Is it like
1: like duck, duck, goose? No, no,
0: you're a goose, and it's very—I mean—the graphics are kind of minimalist, artsy kind of thing. But you're this goose, and you go around, and like you have a list, like a quest log, a checklist of you need to accomplish these things. And so, like you'll go to an area, and like the very first area, there's like a guy, an old man in his garden, yeah. And like there'll be the checklist of like you know, lock the guy out of his garden. You're basically a goose that, and your job is to just to fuck with people constantly (laughs) like and that's what the list is like have a picnic and you need to bring these things and so like there'll be a picnic blanket over here but like everything else you've got to go like swipe from the people and stuff and (laughs) and it's just it seems really stupid and it kind of is stupid but it's that kind of dumb fun like
1: sounds like the type of game my friends and i would stay up playing drinking and
0: absolutely it is yeah Yeah, it's And and there's all kinds of creative ways to, like, you know, make things happen. So, you know, because you're a goose and you can only do two things. You can grab shit or you can honk, you know. (laughs) So (laughs) that's... So, so, like, somebody, you know, like, make so-and-so spill their tea or whatever, so, like, you'll get up behind them, and, like, as soon as you see them start to tip it up, honk, and then they spit it out, and yeah, all Sh- kinds of stuff. It's your turn. What do you want to do? I honk. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to honk, or do you want to grab some shit? I think I'm going to honk. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what else? Been reading Full Throttle by Joe Hill. Got a signed copy of that, working my way through that. It's a collection of short stories, uh, mostly horror stories, but not exclusively horror stories but yeah it's been pretty good
1: i uh i bought i can't remember if i mentioned it on the last episode or not i don't think i did i bought a copy a blu-ray copy of the new susperia
0: Mm, what'd you think?
1: <laughs> I saw it in the theater. I like, you enjoyed it? it? I did. Okay. I, I know some people were just like, no. Yeah, some people thought it was a little long. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> more than is, anything else, it is long. Yeah. But the thing that I was really impressed with when I looked up the movie after I'd seen it was like, oh, Tilda Swinton was the old man, right? As well, spoilers. No, spoiler <laughs> <word>. <laughs> it's not
0: spoilers at this point, but yeah. Uh,
1: but no, I enjoyed it, and I and um,
0: I've heard she had a lot of fun in that role.
1: I would have had a lot of fun as well if
0: I was her. So <laughs> I guess like in between. Shots. She was whipping out the prosthetic penis and like (laughs) wagging it at people and stuff because she wanted to be like full on. Like if I'm gonna do this, yeah, and you're never gonna see it in the movie, but I need a dick. No, you see it. Oh, do you? At the end. Okay. When
1: all that crazy shit's happening. Okay, I I must again block that out. I mean, I because I thought it was a real old man's. Like, oh, did we need to see that? (laughs) The old man dick.
0: No. (laughs) Apparently, she uh, yeah had a good time playing with the old man dick.
1: Yeah, but no, it was fun. That and Annihilation,
0: which I love, so. Annihilation uh, is the one with Natalie Portman. And, yeah. 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 Okay.
1: I saw that when it came out here at the Alamo, yeah. and that was fun. That is yeah. good. It's
0: kind of trippy. What did you think of the ending of it? I liked it. Did you?
1: I know. I, some maybe people, some people were kind of confused, but no, nah, I dug it. Yeah. I, I like uh, Alex Garland. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, let's jump into this week's entertainment pop culture news, starting with... The story that surprised no one. Disney, Marvel, and Sony have reached a deal regarding Spider-Man's next film. Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige is going to (laughs) produce the third film in the current Spider-Man series. Meaning that the next Spider-Man is still considered in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so that both... Studios can have a piece of the billion-dollar cake and eat it too. Spider-Man is also under contract for an additional Marvel film, a non-Spider-Man Marvel film, kind of like, you know, Infinity War, Civil War, something like that. You know, right. throw in there. But the rights of also because there was this weird legal thing where they were co-collaborating on this. Now Spider-Man can appear in Sony's Spider-Man Adjacent Universe that they're building with Venom and Morbius and so will it be the same Spider-Man? Will it be a different well, Spider-Man? Well, Tom Holland is not under contract to Universal for any other Spider-Verse type films. Right. So they'll have to decide at some point do we want to sign him for what he's going to want, which will probably be quite a bit at this point, or do they want to introduce a new peter parker or a new character i am character. So tired of having a new peter parker every three years Yeah. You know? well we did it with batman back in the 80s and 90s <laughs> and so yeah
1: but at least that was the same universe this right. is just like let's reboot it every time yeah oh well, yeah
0: that's true too yeah every time we get a new spider-man we get a new uh, which is good they did not give us the origin story this time around which I i'm was glad okay we that. skipped that yeah, yeah we've seen it twice already How many times do I have to see Uncle Ben die on the ground? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. Whenever we're talking about, oh, they split up, people are like, oh, God, so we're going to have to see Uncle Ben die again when they give us a new character. But no, we're good for now. So the only, I mean... Morbius I believe you know everything's wrapped on that it's in post but I think all the principal photography at least is done on that Venom 2 is the next to film and so some people are speculating that you bring Spider-Man into Venom right. 2 to fight Carnage because Venom probably can't handle that on his own but it would be smart of them to be like okay
1: we're going to work out a deal with you Disney and it's all going to be connected right and I mean I don't see that happening. Right. Cuz Sony wants their They want their own, yeah. They want their own, but it would be smart to to share it just a bit.
0: The deal again, if you remember how this went down, Disney had a 5% stake yeah. in the first two Spider-Man films and Disney without there was no there was no like date on the calendar like this is the date we're going to renegotiate this deal. Disney approached Sony and said, "We want to do a 50-50 split." Sony said, "No." And so that's when the news broke. Oh, my God, they've broken up. This will never happen. Of course, we all knew they would happen. Right. But Disney is going to get a 25% stake. They will front 25% of the production cost, and they will get a 25% return uh, from the profits. So not what Disney wanted, although honestly, Disney was never going to get a 50, 50. So this might be exactly what Disney wanted. They, they, they came out. Like, let's just, let's just show them the whole nut at first. And yeah. And then when they say no,
1: we'll get the half nut that it, we wanted originally.
0: Yeah. So yeah, they're like, well, let's just meet in the middle then. Well, shit, that's still five times more than what they got originally. <laughs> so I'm sure Disney is happy with that. Right. Speaking of Kevin Feige, the Marvel studios head has been tapped to develop a star Wars film for Disney disney lucasfilm Faggy, i guess is a big star wars fan says he wants to make a star wars film with someone who's currently starring in marvel movies he has not said who that person might be
1: i mean it still could be rdj because he's still starring in
0: movies could be could be you know the the low-hanging fruit is well, you could do samuel l jackson and do a mace windu movie although i don't know that anybody wants to see that movie that's kind of i mean if they do it pulp fiction style i might that would be fun. It would be. Or he's just got a lightsaber running around. Yeah. Because wasn't he, like, kind of in the gray area where they're like, yeah, just he's kind of. He's like, I got
1: my purple lightsaber. Yeah. No one else has this lightsaber.
0: And it was like, yeah, and it was kind of like that whole thing was like, he's not entirely, you know, good guy. He's kind of skirts the gray area, but yeah. he's still a Jedi. I mean, thing. if they can
1: bring Darth Maul back to life, <laughs> I mean, by, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, Mace Windu, he's been alive this whole time. Yeah, exactly. He fell out of a building, but we never saw where he landed, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is apparently a one-off film there's you know at the again the speculation the hope whatever you want to call it is that wow they're going to let him start building a Star Wars universe like he built the Marvel universe they'll do one film and then he'll do another then they'll bring a bunch of them together as of right now it's one film right Um, some folks are speculating that after you know again we had Solo and then after Solo disappointed because they paid for two movies and made one Um, they've thrown a lot of names out (laughs) and said, oh, we're going to do this with this director and oh, this team's going to develop this trilogy and we're going to do this now. Some people are saying they're just kind of throwing everything out at it just to get people excited about Star Wars again ahead of the next film. right? Like, don't give up on us. We got another film, and then we're gonna do some really cool shit. Yeah, some people are speculating that maybe Kathleen Kennedy is on the way out at Lucasfilm, and they're kind of grooming Kevin Feige to do for Lucasfilm what he did for Marvel. Some people are saying, well, maybe Kathleen Kennedy's on her way out, and they're gonna combine it and just have a live action. You know, call it a Disney Studios, whatever you want to call it. But there's going to be one bucket that all this live action shit's going to fall under. There's all kinds of rumor and speculation. Could be the guy just going to make a Star Wars movie. (laughs) You know, I just had a
1: mental image in my head of uh, like the Emperor is standing over Kevin Feige. He sits in a chair and he's just stroking his stroking his hair. He looks over and Kathleen Kennedy's there, and he just points out the door. Yeah.
0: And he's got mouse ears as the emperor does because he's got yeah. the hood on. And he's, he's got he's, the hood
1: on, but you can see the mouse. ears. Yeah, underneath
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? The other thing too is you know I mean I, yeah they're throwing a lot of stuff out there, but this is odd that they're throwing this out now mm. because you've still got a Star Wars movie to make, to go this December. It's. You need to focus on Yeah, it's
1: almost like, you know.
0: (laughs) The last one was very divisive. Are you telling us this to get us excited for what's to come because you're not certain we're going to be excited about what you're going to give us in two months? I I mean, you brought JJ back. I mean, obviously they were trying to course correct or whatever. So, I don't know. They continue to just throw shit out there and see if anybody gets excited, I guess. I
1: feel like they didn't have a well-oiled plan.
0: They didn't have any plan, I don't think Yeah, Yeah. No, they had a plan The plan was, we're going to crank out as many of these as we can And make some of that good Marvel money People (laughs) love Star
1: Wars, right? (laughs) Yeah, Let's make
0: Star Wars Marvel crank out three films a year Let's put out
1: three Star (laughs) Wars films a year Oh man, have you seen Do you ever watch Red Letter Media? Yeah Okay, yeah When they do the nerd crew And they're all talking about Star Wars Fucking Star (laughs) Wars (laughs) Yeah, exactly That's just how everybody is Yeah
0: (laughs) Marvel's live-action television projects are being moved under the Marvel Studios umbrella uh, instead of remaining under executive producer Jeff Loeb, who's taking care of all the live-action series. All that stuff now is going to be underneath Kevin Feige's watch, which again he is getting a whole lot of money to throw a whole lot of live-action series on Disney Plus. Yeah, which means you know we've got. Agents of Shields last season, which is already all done, other than there's again, they're doing post. they're doing adding the effects, but that's done. We still got Freeform, still has Cloak and Dagger. We still got Runaways on Hulu, Runaways, yeah. But Hulu's canceled Ghost Rider. They're developing a Hellstrom thing, but who knows what's going to happen. It kind of feels like hmm. they're just going to, again, everybody goes to Feige apparently at Disney and is like, hey, can you can you just handle the live action film stuff too?
1: Mike. My- I'm so curious as to what they're going to do with what has already been established TV-wise. Right. Like, you know, the Netflix series.
0: Yeah, And if that's the elephant in the room, yeah.
1: If he's not going to keep that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pissed-off people if they don't keep that. It's like, oh, that was, you know, its own thing.
0: I feel like there's an opportunity to appease both sides. And I don't know if there's two sides, but I feel like you can say... We're going to go a different direction with some of that eventually, but we know how much you guys loved it. I think you can make uh, Matt Murdock Spider-Man's lawyer in the next Spider-Man movie. You get get Charlie Cox on the big screen. You get kind of your blow-off, and you can have a team-up with Daredevil and Spider-Man, and that'll be some really cool, fun stuff. It won't be the R-rated Netflix stuff. It'll be the PG-13 Spider-Man stuff, but you can kind of give that... Uh, kind of a wink and a nudge and a send off that way
1: or even do like the first episode of not the first episode but like the first issue of where this the punisher appeared in spider-man right yeah there's very toned down of course but i mean i don't know
0: you could yeah there's so much they could do just to kind of tie it together but at the same time then if they decide we're not going to follow that path forward you kind of leave yourself a way out uh, it, yeah there's a lot they could do. I, my guess is if they approach the lawyer route it would likely be like a she hulk thing since they're developing a she hulk series that, yeah. that she, you know she would probably be his lawyer but
1: I mean they could have a case where her and Matt Murdock are against
0: each other. Yeah. They could have a that would be they, great. Could do all, they could not even acknowledge Matt Murdock and just bring Foggy Nelson in from the know, live right? action stuff. Or Hogarth or you know, there's so many just things you anybody. could do. Yeah. Just give us that nod that yeah, we oh, hear you and we'll give you something. Karen Page just walked by in the background. Yeah, well, I don't know. You gotta do more than just the background, yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Peter goes to, you know, he because we haven't seen Peter Parker, the photographer for the Daily Bugle yet. Maybe he goes which I guess the Daily Bugle is now like a Alex Jones web YouTube thing, but I mean, you could have him interviewing, you know, with, and yeah, have, you know, got, Debra Ann Wall there, just Karen. And,
1: you yeah, know. They got what's-his-name back to play J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yeah, There's I love it. There's so
0: guy. much they could do, but we'll see what happens. NBC and Fox had a strong first week of the official premiere week of the t- fall 2019 television season. Sunday Night Football and This Is Us, which was the most watched scripted show with 1.8 million, or I'm sorry, with a 1.8 rating, uh, gave NBC the win for the week overall. They needed it. It's been a minute since NBC's been relevant, so good for them. Uh, Fox is Thursday Night Football and The Masked Singer, which is the most watched unscripted or reality show. This is funny. The Mask Singer had a 2.5 rating and mm-hmm. This Is Us only had a 1.8. More people watched The Mask Singer than watched This Is Us, which doesn't feel like that when you hear the conversation in pop culture, but Yeah. But that's pretty funny. But Fox finishes number 2. This is the first time in 10 years that CBS did not win either in total viewers, which again was NBC was first, or in that coveted 18 to 49 year old demographic. Uh, again, NBC took first, Fox took second in the demo. The CW's premieres all kick off on Sunday night, starting with Batwoman and Supergirl, and we'll see if anybody really cares. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll see. What did CBS have? Uh- they had – They did, well, they didn't have a primetime sports in the – You know, they didn't have a Sunday night football because their yeah. football ends at midday. Uh, they don't have anything during the week. It's all NCIS and versions of NCIS, you know. Which – at some point, people just quit. <laughs> I mean, don't know. It's,
1: it's their version of
0: Law & Order. Right. At a certain point,
1: it's got to end.
0: Yeah. Well, Law & Order has ended, hasn't it? Or is there still one or I two of those floating
1: there's around? There's still an SVU God. out there. <laughs> My God.
0: Yeah. I think it has some legs. Uh, the Wednesday Night Wars this week finally kicked off. We have the overnight results. We had WWE's NXT on USA going head-to-head with All Elite Wrestling on TNT. And AEW's dynamite on TNT blew away WWE's NXT. AEW had 1.4 million viewers, 878,000 in that 18 to 49 demo, which is what all the marketers look for, while NXT had 891 viewers total, so AEW had almost as many in that demographic as what NXT had total, Um, and then NXT had about half of the viewers in the demographic. They only had 414 in the demo.
1: Did you watch both?
0: I did not. I just watched all of the years. (laughs) I did not watch the (laughs) NXT. Uh, The real winners, uh, this is what... uh, WWE released a statement. Congratulations to AEW on successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecasts of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans who can expect Wednesday nights to be competitive and a wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. So, WWE trying to act like there's not sour grapes, but (laughs) they kind of have said, you know, yeah, you won one night. Don't get excited. You've
1: been around forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's funny. They had competing uh, audience members. uh, The WWE had uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in attendance, you know, in the front row where... Strategically placed where the camera can cut to them, you know, for stuff because, like, hey, remember, you guys like these guys. Right. Uh, whereas AEW had uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith and Jason Muse were in really? the front row. Yeah, guests of Chris Jericho. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to see Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho becoming buddies. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of odd. I mean, it's, but it's
1: been the thing yeah. the last couple of years. But yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, that was kind of fun. They, uh, of course, they had a little, little, segment where you know the wrestlers come out and get in their faces and the other wrestlers come <laughs> over and you know but uh it was fun to see Yeah. Uh, and of course kevin smith's wearing that weird what is it purple-ish kind of it's not purple purple it's not uh, pink he's wearing the the suit jacket that he wears the nowadays
1: okay yeah 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 uh <laughs> i don't know is that mauve would be a good name I don't it's know. weird to see him anymore because he's lost so much weight yeah when i see him i'm just like is that kevin smith yeah. He still sounds like Kevin Smith. He's still funny. Yeah. I, I have this theory that when people who are of a certain weight, when they lose that weight, they lose their funny. Like like Jonah Hill. <laughs> Jonah Hill, Drew Carey. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Candy, oh, wait.
0: Oh, no, he didn't He didn't lose the weight nor the no, fight. No, he just lost. <laughs> His life. Uh, Way to bring us down. <laughs> uh, Ashley Scott has been added to the upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths over on the CW, which is coming up later on. You probably, you may or may not remember the name, uh, but Scott played the Huntress, Helena Kyle, on the short-lived WB series, Birds of Prey. Uh, actress Ruby Rose, who becomes Batwoman... In a couple of days, on Sunday, uh, she posted a video on social media of her emergency surgery earlier this summer after herniating two discs doing stunts on Batwoman. Apparently, the discs were close to severing her spinal cord and leaving her paralyzed, so she had to stop and get some uh, a neck fusion done. You know, I mean,
1: I I'm I'm all for actors and actresses doing their own stunts. I mean, look at Tom Cruise, right? But there comes a point where it's like, hey, stunts, we have somebody here to stunt do this. Doubles are, <laughs> yeah. You know, they make a living and you're taking, you're depriving them.
0: <laughs> and I have a feeling she probably has a bit of a chip on her shoulder because she's, you know, there is backlash because it's a woman led series and yeah. even Supergirl got that when it started. And she's not the traditional, you know, superhero figure. Yeah, yeah. So I think she probably had a chip on her shoulder, one to prove that she could do the stunts. Um, but yeah, there are people that are trained. They, they train <laughs> to yeah. how to safely do these stunts. And even then people still die doing these stunts. They so do. it's yeah. I,
1: I think what was it? Deadpool two had some stuntman die. Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like just about, you know, once every three or four months, you'll hear about something, whether it's television or film that's yeah. in production that somebody dies on. Speaking of death, because that's where we are right now. Uh, The Karate Kid actor Rob Garrison died last Friday at the age of 59. Garrison played Tommy, one of the Cobra Kai students in the original film. He actually they brought him back there. He reprised his role in Cobra Kai season two. Garrison uh, died following a fight with kidney and liver failure including having had a month long hospitalization. Have you watched Cobra Kai at all? I haven't. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's really good. A coworker of mine is very fond of it, so Yeah problem yeah. is it's on YouTube premium. <laughs> so yeah, like, I don't pay
1: for YouTube. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, but a lot of times you can get like a month free or something, you know, like, hey, sign up and you can get a free month and you can cancel it before we actually bill you. And then yeah. that's, that's how I've seen I, it. That's, that's <laughs> how I've got my uh, free month of Shutter. right Exactly. Yeah. No, you get Shutter. three months if you do it right. Yeah. You told me, but yeah. I, I forgot to do okay, that. Okay, that's all
1: right. I, I actually have a free month of Apple Music right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying it out.
0: And how's it... <laughs>
1: You know, they've, they've got a lot of stuff, but I seem very limited in my searches because I can't think of anything I want to listen to. Well, there you go. <laughs> Journey? Okay. Yeah, I
0: get all that, yeah, <laughs> on any other streaming service that doesn't charge you, Right. I'm like, why am I listening to Journey? Again, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Logitech has agreed to acquire a live streaming software and tools company Streamlabs for eighty nine million dollars in cash. Oh, so cash. they apparently had a vault of like Scrooge McDuck style <laughs> gold coins. And they're like, hey, scoop up eighty nine million of that and send it over to the Streamlabs. Uh, founded in twenty fourteen, Streamlabs creates and provides a number of tools and services for professional streamers, including their popular Streamlabs OBS app, commonly known as Slobs. And around my house, <laughs> uh, which among other things helps users create streams, monetize content, follow chats, track donations. Streamlabs claims that around seventy percent of Twitch streamers currently use its software, and it has one point six million users each month. So Logitech spending a little money to acquire and possibly get into the streaming game. Normally, when you think Logitech, you think peripherals, yeah. mice, keyboards, gaming headsets, stuff like that. So
1: they're trying to expand.
0: Trying to get into some software in addition to there the hardware. Netflix officially confirmed this week we're getting Stranger Things 4. The teaser gave us very little other than the line, We are not in Hawkins anymore, which tells us nothing.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it tells us that they are referencing The Wizard of Oz.
0: Well, yeah. But- well, in that line, <laughs> they are. But yeah, uh, we know that um, Joyce and her children and Eleven have moved from Hawkins because, yeah, I wouldn't stick around either.
1: Nobody wants to.
0: Uh, there are theories that another actor is in Russia, a character from the show that people think, may, that they want us to think is dead. Oh, the is, Russian? No, no. No, the, the people are thinking Hopper is the person referenced at the end of season three as being in a Russian gulag. Oh, uh, I
1: thought you were going to say goulash. No, not
0: goulash. <laughs> in a russian gulag a russian prison uh, where they do like apparently death matches with demogorgons i don't know exactly okay. what was going on in that yeah that would be kind of have a you cool not seen that
1: change. i haven't seen i haven't finished it uh, well, oh no. you'll get there i'll get there
0: Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, you'll get there. (laughs) It's only been all summer since. Yeah. Hey, you know. I know. People get busy. I'm finally catching up on things, so. There you go. Marvel Comics and Games Workshop have revealed the two companies have teamed up to publish comics based on the extremely popular Warhammer line of tabletop games. What exactly those comics might look like, which creative teams they might employ, and what pocket of the Warhammer continuity they might explore. Remains undetermined at this point. So they've just said, hey, we signed a deal, is all they've done at this point. But is Warhammer. I, I, I know Warhammer's big in the gaming community, but do you think people care enough to buy a comic? I mean, people aren't I don't know. buying comics anyway.
1: <laughs> people aren't buying comics anyway, yeah, but. I mean, I don't know very many people that are gamers that also
0: read comics as well. Right. I mean, you, you got to spend your... Few. yeah. You only got a little bit of discretionary income. Are you going to yeah. buy more miniatures or are you going to buy comics? Right, and they, they buy more miniatures yeah. or dice
1: or uh, or yeah. a new uh, uh, gaming book that just came out. Right, you know? yeah.
0: And I know Warhammer is popular, but it's not, you know... Uh, D&D is probably, the, well, at least with the most name recognition, and probably the most players. Right. But Warhammer feels like it's a little, you know, it's probably like third tier. Because I'm yeah, thinking Pathfinders it's, about It's the it's...
1: one thing that I see the most of, though. Really? When I, you know, when I go to metagames or mm-hmm. any other
0: store like that, I see a lot of Warhammer stuff. Do you think it's because they put out so many different things that, like, they just just by taking up as much shelf space as they possibly right. can, they make it look like, well, wow, I, I should get into this. Obviously it's popular because yeah. look, it's, but also like their miniatures, you can use them for whatever you yeah, want. You yeah. can use them
1: for D and D. When I, when we were playing cyberpunk years ago, when metagames was in its old location, mm-hmm. I found a bunch of old star Wars miniatures. Right. And I just bought a bunch of those and that was our cyberpunk miniatures. Right. So, I mean, you. I don't know. I mean, they've got something going, but yeah, I don't know if a comic's going to work or not.
0: Yeah. I'd- I don't know who paid for the, you know, like somebody's making money and somebody's, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Former REM frontman Michael Stipe has announced his first solo single since the band's breakup eight years ago. Stipe revealed that he was working on new material over the summer, having begun writing again for the first time since the group split in 2011. Quote, for five years, I had a clean break from music. Now I'm writing, composing, and recording all by myself and for the first time. He added that 18 songs are ready to go. His first solo single, Your Capricious <laughs> Soul, which doesn't sound pretentious at all. No. Your Capricious Soul will arrive on Saturday, October 5th, exclusively through his official website. Were you ever a REM fan? Not really. Yeah. I mean, you, I know like
1: two, yeah, three songs.
0: The songs that everybody else knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, man on the Moon. And- mm-hmm. That's the only one I can think of. At
0: the end of the world? (laughs) Yeah. There's a few others, but yeah, Yeah. I I don't know that anybody's... I mean, there will be interest just because it's the first solo album, but generally, I can't think of too many acts that were as popular as R.E.M. was that when they've split up and somebody has gone on to do a solo project that it's been well-received or, you know what I mean? like I'm trying to think like the closest thing I can think of, Would be like when Ozzy went solo after splitting from Black Sabbath, but I don't know that Black Sabbath ever had the popularity or the you know that like R.E.M. had, so I don't even know that's a valid one to one comparison. Um, Justin Timberlake, maybe it's a
1: different genre.
0: That's yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, Yeah. like when he split, he was just like, "I'm bringing sexy back, bitches." Yeah, and he did, I guess.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know, (laughs) no, you don't have to guess. You know, he brought the sexy back. Yeah, that's the that's the one I hadn't thought about that one, but but again, that's that's one out of how many times has somebody Rob Zombie, maybe Nah. But see, I don't think White Zombie had the again the popularity of like an art, you know, that mainstream they became
1: more popular. I think after, after he left, yeah. yeah, after he went solo, and they're like, oh, he was in another band. Oh, this shit's better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe jack white but i don't think so because the white stripes weren't that big and his stuff is good but it's not popular good it's, yeah you know, it's kind of weird at times kind of experimental so
1: mm, yeah and then what's that other band that he's got with the the female lead singer uh i can't think they're can't. they're
0: not popular either but right I, I don't know yeah i can't think No, no, we'll see how it goes well, we won't see because we're not listening. Somebody will tell us it was an. Someone will or not. tell us about it. An anonymous buyer has paid three thousand one hundred dollars for the clip-on rat tail worn by Ewan mcgregor in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. You know the little rat tail he had hanging down from yeah, the thing's side. Got to be
1: disgusting. Yeah. Probably a lot of sweat in there.
0: The <laughs> listing reads in part: "Quote the braid shows sign of shows signs of production use, including glue remnants at the top, minor wear, and loose strands of thread." Oh, I bet. So th- this just sounds nasty to me,
1: but somebody. <laughs> This is a nasty rat tail, is what it is.
0: Paid $3,100 to own that piece of film history. Good for them. Yeah. More dollars than cents. <laughs> Wendy's has released a full fantasy pen and paper tabletop role playing game. The no game shit. draws heavy inspiration from Dungeons and Dragons, really. Oh, no. With players creating characters with five stats strength, intelligence, charm, arcana, and grace, and choosing one of 12 orders to be a part of, each of which is based on a different me- Wendy's menu item. Players can choose to play as th- a beefy order of the Baconator, a roguelike <laughs> order of the Chicken Nuggets, or the magical <laughs> order of the Frosty. Oh, no. <laughs> players, players can add buffs or debuffs to their character based on what sort of food they eat while playing. Eating a Wendy's food item grants you a buff, while eating food from a frozen burger joint or a pizza place causes your stats to drop. You can download the rules to Feast of Legends, which is the name of the game, on their website. If you play it, send us an email or call the hotline and leave a message or hit us up on social media because I'd like to hear what people think. I have heard from those who have played this that it's actually pretty well done as far as the mechanics of creating a game.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I guess... Critical role was sponsored, so they're actually going to do. I think it's tonight's Thursday night's episode is going to be playing this Feast of Legends game, which I'm sure they got paid really well to do. (laughs) But uh, folks have said it's a good game. If if you know, it is kind of silly.
1: I wonder how long it'll be before someone modifies a different version of it where you can actually do like kills and you know stuff like that that you would see in D and D. Right. Do it in a Wendy's parking lot. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. The war of I've McDonald's got, has begun. Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on that. We'll save those <laughs> for when somebody actually pulls that off. Wendy's has kind of stepped up their marketing game. Their Twitter account is just hilarious. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, but uh yeah, they're they're reaching out to a younger audience. I think. And finally, speaking of fast food, an Australian man got a hold of a McDonald's cash register when when his local store was in the process of updating his registers (laughs) with more modern devices. They all got, like, little tablets on a mount now. Uh, So what did he do with his cash register? He downloaded the Windows XP version of Doom onto a flash drive, plugged the drive into the USB slot on the register, and now he can play Doom on the cash register. There you go. As one does.
1: Too bad he couldn't have, you know, worked there and done that. You know, in between orders. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's something.
1: I I, I remember reading that. I was like, that is that is great.
0: Well, what else did you find this week? Because I know you found a couple of things as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, like I said before, I had a I'd seen a picture that Kevin Smith posted. Him yeah. and Jason Mewes. Yeah. And they were with uh, Jeff Anderson, who played Randall. Randall. And I'm like, oh look, they finally you know, you know got to talk to Randall. Too bad he's not in the new movie. Whatever. And then. I actually read an article about it, and I click on his page, and I'm like, oh shit, they're actually going to do a Clerks three.
0: They are going to make a Clerks three. Apparently, uh, they were at a like a signing event, and it sounds like there were a lot of folks there. And it sounds like Jeff might have thought, "Wow, there's a lot of money on the table still." <laughs> uh, but yes, apparently as Kevin is rewriting. It's not going to be the same Clerks Three script that he's had in his yeah, back pocket for a I couple guess he years.
1: Took a lot of what was in that and put it in the James in reboot. Reboot, yeah. Uh,
0: so he's writing a new script for Clerks Three, and apparently everybody, the original leads who are still with us, are on board to uh, to star in it. So Jeff Anderson, Brian Holler, are going to be back, of course. Kevin and Jay, so
1: I uh, you know, another thing I'm thinking, he had a big problem with the Weinsteins and I guess with them out of the picture now.
0: He can kinda of move forward.
1: Yeah. Because that's that was another thing I remember. Their money yeah. was one thing, but then the wine scenes was also another. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't know that anybody had a good experience. Well, obviously some people did because they made movies. I mean, yeah. they made folk stars. Lots but of
1: people got Academy Awards. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I've,
1: I've <laughs> whether seen they that. earned it or not. Yeah. And <laughs>
0: whether. The, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> that's another story for another time. What else did you find this week? I know you had a couple, or one, at least one other. Uh, let
1: me let me see. Uh, yeah, The Rock and Vin Diesel <laughs> have. Put aside their differences. And the are beef looking, is over. They're looking forward to working together in another fucking Fast and Furious movie. <laughs>
0: Because again, it's funny when there's money on the table. How you know whether it's Sony, Marvel, or Jeff Anderson and yeah. Kevin Smith? When there's money to be made, grievances tend to uh, go away.
1: I wonder what Tay Diggs is thinking right now.
0: <laughs> I bet he t- <laughs> I bet if we pulled up his Twitter account, we'd know. We'd yeah. see a video of him crying, and
1: he's just like, "Why? Why am I in this? Why?"
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, the Rock, when he shows up on a movie set, he's there to get his work in and mm. then leave, and Ben Diesel doesn't necessarily have a schedule. He just kind of, when he feels like now's the time for me to go shoot, then, then we can go shoot.
1: He's working that VD time, and that sounds
0: yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess they had butted heads over uh, work ethic kind of yeah. things and attitudes on set. So,
1: I My theory was that they're not actually really – feuding it's just the rock using some of the stuff he learned when he was a wrestler to drum up business and whatnot behind the scenes but that's possible
0: yep that's possible too in other news here's one story for the in other news this week i thought it was pretty funny From Jackson, Mississippi, which is not Florida, but it's really damn close. Mm -hmm. Police in Mississippi's capital city say two stolen vehicles have crashed into (laughs) each other. News outlets report the crash happened before dawn on Tuesday near downtown Jackson. One of the vehicles left and crashed again a short distance away. (laughs) One vehicle had just been stolen from a gas station in South Jackson. The other had been stolen from the Jackson suburb of Clinton about two weeks ago. People in both vehicles ran away, but officers found an injured man they believed to have been in the vehicle taken from the gas station. Police Sergeant Roderick Holmes tells WAPTV tv that investigators do not believe the thieves were working together. Holmes says the two vehicles just randomly crashed into each other.
1: You know, and I laugh, but I'm sure the people who own those vehicles are, <laughs> are not, not happy, happy at all. Well,
0: <laughs> no, first of all, how cool is it that the police sergeant's last name is Holmes? I know the right? investigator is Holmes. Uh, well, I deduce, <laughs> yeah, uh, that they were not. My, my deduction is they were intoxicated. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so yeah, two stolen vehicles just randomly happened to crash into each other, and then one of them again apparently crashed a second time after the <laughs> first crash. It's like, oh shit, I better get out of here. <laughs> oh. Fuck. I'm guessing that's probably why they don't have their own vehicles (laughs) because they cannot seem to keep them on the road. And and those damn trees run out in the road, you know? Yeah, I know, especially in Jackson. (laughs) Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. You can hit us up on social media at Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. You can find our social media links, how to reach us by email, our hotline number, and more at theculture.com. We are going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Game Expo Year 11 is coming to the Springfield Expo Center. The Gaming, Arts, Media, and Entertainment Expo will be held Friday, October 11th through Sunday, October 13th. It'll be a weekend full of tabletop gaming, cosplay, and more with guests of honor Satine Phoenix and Jennifer Ellis and Keith Baker of Together Studios. Dust off your lucky dice and get your tickets now at springfieldgame.com. All right, this weekend in pop culture history, October 4th, 1941. Norman Rockwell's Willie Gillis character debuted on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. The character was a private in the Army during World War II. He appeared on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post 11 times between 1941 and 1946. I don't remember this character.
1: I don't either. I remember a lot of Norman Rockwell's paintings. Yeah. But I always enjoyed them.
0: Yeah, but I don't remember a particular recurring character, but apparently Willie Gillis was that character. Okay. October 4th, 1980, Heathcliff premiered on ABC Saturday morning. It was like the <laughs> the ghetto version of Garfield. Oh, Heathcliff is just looks that. just like Garfield, but he's not Heathcliff. Garfield.
1: I don't remember the name, but I remember what you're talking about because I watched it. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Is yeah. <laughs> this is Garfield. <laughs> Garfield's over on CBS. It's like when I got older and I was watching uh, Fritz the Cat. I'm like, this ain't Felix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he's> a, <laughs> what's This isn't Felix
0: at all. <laughs> what's he doing
1: with that bird? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, those two things. Uh, October fourth, nineteen ninety, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero premiered on Fox.
1: Interesting story. I. uh, used to work with somebody that was an extra back in the day in the 90s, eight eighties and early 90s. Yeah. She was on uh, Beverly Hills 90210. As an extra? As an extra. I Very. think she got a close-up once. Ooh. Yeah. That's She, she, did, she
0: didn't just say anything because they weren't going to pay her shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
1: <laughs> I actually, I've seen some of the things. She was in Toys, unfortunately. She was one of the happy <laughs> workers. Yeah. She was on an episode of Sister, Sister. I saw that. Nice. That was interesting. And she's been a lot of stuff. She was one of the audience members in... um what was that movie with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, Last Boy Scout? Yes. Yeah. She was one of the audience members at the beginning when the football players okay, shoot was yeah, the other yeah, guy. Yeah. Couldn't see her. Because right, because a, there's a
0: lot of people and the focus wasn't on them. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But, yeah, she did a lot of things. House Party 2, I think, was one of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's the one with uh, Kid and Play and <laughs> yeah. uh, I forget who else. Martin, like Martin Lawrence, Lawrence was in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, that's sad that I know that.
1: She said she jumped out of a trash can, and I, I saw that trash can, and she jumped right out. <laughs>
0: well, all right. <laughs> she got hops, is what you're saying. And October 4th is National Taco Day, which is odd that that's not on Cinco de Mayo. I know, right? That's but, okay. But whatever. Get you a taco of the day. Birthdays this weekend. October the 4th, Anne Rice turns 78 years old. She is the author of the vampire... Uh, i'm sure it's got a name but it's all the vampire books that oh
1: those ones like
0: not true blood but it's the one like the vampire, yeah with Lestat and all the those yeah, yeah yeah. actress susan sarandon turns 73 years old you know, actor christoph waltz turns 63 years old which is weird he doesn't feel like he's that old when he you see it seems like he's in he his seems, 50s yeah he seems spry and yeah full of energy yeah not like some sixty-three-year-olds that I know. <laughs> Actor Bill Fagerbakke, you know who he is? No. He is the voice of uh, Patrick on SpongeBob. Oh. Okay, he was the yeah. big blonde guy on, uh, and this will be dating. You won't know the show, but Coach. If you I ever watched, watched Coach. did you watch Coach? Okay. Yeah, but, yeah my
1: dad watched Coach. Okay. I was a, a viewer. Okay. <laughs> he turns
0: sixty-two <laughs> years old. So does Russell Simmons. Okay. From Def Jam Records. Uh, actor Liev Schreiber turns 52 years old. Didn't didn't his
1: wife just have a birthday? he only uh, wants I,
0: Yeah, it wasn't that long ago because we talked about it. I yeah. Think. Uh, actress Alicia Silverstone turns 43 years old. Good for her.
1: Yeah. She's still around.
0: She is still around. I think she makes stuff every once in a while too. I don't watch it, but somebody does. <laughs> maybe or maybe they don't. But though, we'd know. Uh, actress Rachel Lee Cook, she was in a lot of those '90s. Like she's still around, yeah, then, I guess. She's she's going to turn 40, so she's still here. All right. Uh, actress Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, turns 31. Nice. Doesn't seem like she's 31 years old either. And actress Dakota Johnson turns 30.
1: Speaking of Suspiria.
0: Hey there. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Saturday, October the 5th, rocker Steve Miller turns 76 years old. Rocker Brian Johnson from ACDC turns 72 years old. Actress Karen Allen turns 68 years old. You think they'll pull her back in for the next Indiana Jones film? Uh, They'd they'd probably wheel her in. Yeah. She uh, (laughs) didn't look all there in the last one, did she? No. Neither did he, but. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Author, director, man about town, Clive Barker, turns 67 years old. How fitting he turns 67 in the month of October. There we go. Uh, Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson turns 61. Actor Guy Pearce turns 52. You know, I'm not going to lie. I figured he'd be older he's one of those it's hard to pin down Yeah. because sometimes and I know a lot of it's makeup he, and stuff too but sometimes he looks older and sometimes he looks younger he's been around for a while yeah, and, and I'm it, just like yeah. he
1: still looks younger
0: but then like when I see him again he's like no he's oh, older he's, yeah he's got old man hands and neck but then yeah. he doesn't uh, yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> not that we're looking actress Kate Winslet turns 44 Wait, years old old man neck or nuts yes <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> film are you watching <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet turns 44 years old and actor Jesse Eisenberg turns 36. That one surprises me. He doesn't seem like he's that old, does he? I know. Yeah. Sunday, October 6th, just one birthday of note, actress Elizabeth Shue turns 56 years old. Word is she may be coming into Cobra Kai Season 3. All right. That's the word. We'll see. Bring we'll her see. in. She's can't not going to be back on The boys. so... Can't
1: bring the other guy
0: back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. New at the box office this weekend. Joker is what's on everybody's mouth on their minds and in their mouths this week. Um, (laughs) but that sounds dirtier than it should. (laughs) Joker is getting all the attention this week. I saw the security was beefed up even here on the way in. So, and we've talked about that on some of the other shows as well. Um, we'll see what happens. I've heard it's a good movie.
1: Yeah. I plan to see it at some
0: point. Uh, Director Todd Phillips is not doing a good job of selling this movie on the press tour. But I
1: mean, part of me gets it, but another right. part of me is like, dude, just you shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, exactly. You don't always have to speak what's on your mind.
0: If you just stand there and nod and wave and smile, people are gonna show up for your movie. Yeah. If you keep talking, then somebody that's on the fence might not show up because you sound like an asshole. In limited release, My Name is Dolomite, starring Eddie Murphy. It's getting its limited theatrical release before <laughs> it goes to Netflix, I think. Yeah, I think so. Looks like a lot of fun. It I'm does. looking forward to that one. I am too. I'm
1: gonna yep. wait till Netflix though. Oh yeah, I don't think we. Can, I don't think we're gonna see it around here. So probably not.
0: Uh, out on home video this week, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Go pick up your copy on home video and watch it this weekend. If you're not heading out to see Joker, I guess. And Anna and the Apocalypse. This came out last yeah. year. Did you get a chance to see this? I didn't. It didn't yeah. last very long because it was, it was the musical. It's a music. Yeah, it looks like Shaun of the Dead set at Christmas. And it's a musical, is yeah. what it looked like to me. It looked like a lot of fun. It did. It's out on home video, so we may have to pick that up. We, you know, we'll have to figure out one of these days we'll need to do like a watch-along where we watch it and just record our commentary as we're watching. I, that's something I want to do. We need to yeah. do that at some point. And that might be a good one to start with because yeah. nobody's seen it. So
1: That and what, what was the other zombie one with Bill Murray that just came out?
0: Um, I forget the name but it. It's got Adam Driver and Tilda Swinton. Yeah, um, Chloe Sevigny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. I'll think of it shortly, I'm sure.
1: Do like a... Double feature or something.
0: There you go. Yeah. A a Day of the Dead, where we just watched two of them. Uh, New games this week. Ghost Recon Breakpoint out on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. New comics on the shelves this week. DC's got new Batman comics, Deceased. That's their zombie title. Deathstroke, Harley Quinn, Green Lantern, Justice League, Lois Lane, Young Justice. Marvel has a few new ones, big names as well. Contagion, number one. Uh, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider number one. Yes, they're rebooting Ghost Rider's numbering. Someone has to. Yeah, you know. House of X number six out of six. They're wrapping up that Thing that happened this summer: Immortal Hulk, Punisher, Runaways, Savage Avengers, and Spider-Verse number one. Also, nice. Marvel Comics. Also, out this week: New Star Wars Adventures, Return to Vader's Castle number one. Vader had a castle? He had a castle. Does he have a moat? uh Yes, and it's lava, I believe. I figured. <laughs> Black Terror number one, New Red Sonya and Vampirella number one. They're re- restarting the memory on that one as well for some reason. Hmm. And new books this week, Full Throttle by Joe Hill. I talked about that a little bit. New collectibles this week. Funko's announced a few things. uh, Rise of the Skywalker, Star Wars, Funko Pops, as well as the Mandalorians getting a couple Funko Pops. And even Jedi Fallen Order, the new video (laughs) games, getting Funko Pops. Because, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in the Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also some Fantastic Four pops, which includes, of course, the Fantastic Four, as you'd expect. But they also have pops with Mole Man, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Try that again. Super Scroll (laughs) and Galactus. There's a lot of S's when you look at Silver Surfer and Super Scroll on the script together. Super Surfer. And Galactus. And, of course, the, the convention this weekend. New York Comic Con going on right now. In New York City, lots of folks. It's like the second biggest con. Right. And if you're actually talking about comic book conventions, it is bigger, has a bigger comic book presence than San Diego does. Oh, really? As far as like the attention is on comics as opposed to San Diego's like movies. Yeah. Movies. Movie studios. Harry Potter, Star Wars.
1: What else? Whatever's on TV.
0: Yeah. A lot of Marvel right now. DC? <clears throat> Not so much. Uh, let's see. This week's discussion topic and poll. I want to tie these together our pop quiz and our discussion. And it may be a short discussion because I can't think of a whole lot to, to this. But uh, with Joker being released this week, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, there are a few characters in entertainment pop culture that we don't know the origins of okay. for good reason. Yeah. Um, but there are fewer and fewer of those. Uh, especially now, again, the Joker is being taken off the table. Uh, for a while, it was Boba Fett, but then we got the Clone Wars. And, yeah. you know, there are other characters. It's like, wow, oh, that's, you know, great, you know, mysterious backstory, whatever. That was a great part of The Dark Knight. was We didn't know the backstory and they kept it ambiguous. You know, Heath Ledger with his, why do you think, how do I get these scars or whatever? And um, now we've got a Joker origin story, not necessarily the comic book character because it's not that yeah. character, but it's, you know, so the question on the table, what characters are left that we, that have a mysterious origin and do we want to know where those characters come from? Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a whole lot of characters There's left. That, that, that is a hard one. Uh No, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Give the only one that I can think of, and it's not one I thought of somebody on uh when I kind of threw this out a couple of weeks ago, as I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. Um, I threw it out on social media, and uh, the only answer I got back, somebody said, well, we still don't know Rey in Star Wars. We really don't know her backstory. We were given a version of it, but it was a very simplified, probably not true kind of backstory. Yeah. And we don't really know it, and it's likely that J.J.'s got something in mind for this next movie, so we'll probably get it. Um, but there's not a whole lot of characters that command attention in entertainment and pop culture that we They're still just kind of mysterious to us. I know. I'm I'm thinking the only, and it's not even. Are are we limited to comic book? No, no, not uh, at all. Because I was thinking the there's probably something in horror. You know, but I don't know. I mean, because Pennywise is kind of in that realm where we don't know the whole backstory, but we also still kind of do. At least from the books, we do. We don't necessarily in the movies because the way they chose to adapt it but um, <laughs> the way they chose to butcher it yeah well <laughs> yeah, the way they chose to adapt it um so this may be a short conversation short um, quiz um, okay i got one yeah herbert west herbert
1: west from reanimator yeah. he's just like this weird mad scientist that yeah. created a created a, a reagent to reanimate people mm-hmm. who have died
0: recently why What's his deal? Yeah, Where we don't, we don't get. From? Yeah, we don't get that trauma, that backstory. You get a little bit of that too, because he's he that character comes from that Doctor Frankenstein type of mold, and and we, at least in the film adaptations, we don't get that necessarily with Doctor Frankenstein either. Right. We just know him as he's a scientist, and this is what he's. You know, we understand his motivations. They tell us that up front. He's trying to play God or whatever and create yeah. life. But yeah, we don't get a backstory there. Really, that's a good one. Yeah, both of those kind of coming from the same realm is. But just trying to think of, we just there's not a whole lot of mysterious characters. You know, again, Solo, On Solo. We didn't have a story on, but then we had to we Disney, Disney had to make a movie, and you know, they made
1: uh, two movies and gave us a <laughs> gave us one version of both of them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you can almost tell, like, okay, well, this one came from the funny one. And this came from the Ron Howard version.
1: I want to see the original cut, but... You know, yeah, I'm
0: sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure somebody has that somewhere. Yeah, It's in the same vault that they're keeping the Zack Snyder cut of... Zack
1: Snyder cut.
0: Of Justice League.
1: Anything Prince ever made.
0: Yeah, everything that Prince ever made. Um, let's see. What else is there?
1: Um, yeah, that is a rough
0: one. Do you have any more? <laughs> Off the top of my head, no. And that's the, I guess that's kind of the question. Do we need characters to come in and be those you know like with with the jokers because that kind of prompted this you know the joker works best when he is a force of nature a force of chaos and just comes in and you don't need all that stuff and and yeah you can say we've had versions of backstory in the past i mean tim burton's batman gave us a version of that joker's origin and you know we've gotten it in the comics a little bit which is similar but um, I keep thinking of horror stuff. Yeah, but, the, but then you... I think that, but then you stop and you start thinking, like, well, actually, now we kind of know that. Well, no, we know that. What so. about,
1: like, the thing... You know, where did the thing come from? What's its planet?
0: What does it actually look like? Well, yeah, what is it other is than, it? yeah, yeah.
1: But then it's like, then I think of Prometheus. I'm like, did we really need that? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Nor uh, Covenant. Um, yeah, see, that's, that's such a big question. It's like, do we
1: really want to see this? Well, maybe if that's it's done right. Maybe.
0: Maybe that's a better question. Is there a character Whose backstory and origin we didn't know that was served well when they decided to give us that backstory. Because again, I don't think Boba Fett was served well. No, I don't think Solo was served well. I don't think you know the the alien the Xenomorph was served well. No, shit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right. Well, there's the question. Uh, there so well,
0: there's not really a pop quiz with that. It's just kind of you know I I wasn't sure whether we could have much to discuss with it, and it's just kind of like you know do we need more origin stories? We talked about it. with well, you're going to reboot Spider-Man, we don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. No. Um, we all kind of know that. Every time they've rebooted Batman, we've had to see his parents get murdered. We got the Wolverine. You know, when they tried to do the X-Men origins, and they thought that was going to be a thing, and then they gave yeah. us Wolverine, and everybody's like, "No, that was awful. No thanks." And then they shoehorned Deadpool in there, and it was worse. the worst version of Deadpool they could give us. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess that's maybe the kind of the wrap up. Of that thought is, we don't need to know everybody's origin. Right. Just give us the character that makes sense, and if you explain the motivations, we don't have to know where they came from. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like.
1: I feel like I had one like three days ago. I
0: feel like there's a bunch of them out there, but we can't think of what it is. So maybe that's the pop quiz. It's another essay question this week. It's not a multiple choice. What characters still exist in entertainment pop culture whose origin, whose backstory we don't know? And the second part of the question, you got to do the whole thing to get full credit, is do we want, do you want that backstory? Yeah. That's a good question. We will put that. That'll be our pop quiz for the week. That is going to be online. So if you go search right now on Twitter and Facebook at PGTC Podcast, Pop Quiz will be pinned right to the top of the page. That is the question this week. It's a two-part question. What characters in entertainment pop culture do we not know the origin and backstory on? And the second part of the question, do we want to explore that? Do we want the origin and the backstory? That is your question for the week. There we go. Coming up this week... On Friday, WWE SmackDown pre- premieres on Fox. So tonight, you've got the Fox. Fox is really, really doubling down on like, hey, we got football and we got wrestling, and we. <laughs> well, I think they wrestling. got. Na- I think they got NASCAR too. I'm pretty sure.
1: Are they Are they going to get the uh, bull riding? <laughs> are they the XFL as well?
0: They may. You know, yeah. somebody's got to carry that because that's like both. Razzling, and It's like football. It's at all. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) ball.
1: (laughs) That's what they should call
0: it. of the XFL. (laughs) ball. Sports entertain ball. Uh, Saturday, Star Wars Resistance, the cartoon, premieres a new season on Disney Channel. Sunday night, again, we get the series premiere of Batwoman on the CW. Mm, Hey, you know, she hurt her neck doing Batwoman. Hey, she almost got paralyzed. Let's give her a chance. Almost. Uh, I think, and I believe Supergirl follows as well. Or I, actually, I don't know who follows who. I, Supergirl's probably first because it's the more bright and sunny. That's probably your 7 o'clock slot. And then right. Batwoman's probably your 8 o'clock. Uh, the Walking Dead season 10 premieres on AMC. You gonna watch that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, me neither. I don't much care anymore about The Walking Dead. Yeah. And Mr. Robot's final season, season four, over on USA. Did you ever get into U- Mr. Robot at all? No, but it is on my list. It, have you? No, I have not. It looks really good, though. Yeah. I've heard it, nothing but good things about it. It's got, I just uh, haven't had chance. Rami Malek. Rami Christian Malek. Slater. Yeah. And he's, he's, uh, he's someone
1: that's been on my radar for a while, because I remember him from the Pacific. And he played kind of a
0: wicked character in that. Talking about Remy Malek, not Christian Slater. <laughs> no, not Christian Slater. No, Rami yeah. Malek. Yeah. 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 He was really good in that show, too. Uh, Monday night uh, Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal premieres on Adult Swim uh, this is the guy that did Samurai Jack yeah he did did you ever catch the Clone Wars series that he did uh, I think so yeah that was much better than any of the movie stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, he's done a few others as well but yeah he's got a new series called Primal it's basically it's, it's what it sounds like it's a Primeval, primitive man riding dinosaurs, and like very bloody looking. You know, like and the Flintstones his were hardcore. Like if the Flintstones, <laughs> and like were Conan the Barbarian kind of. Yeah, it's there it's got a cool look to it. Uh, his stuff's always really stylized. His animation style. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Right. Tuesday night, The Flash season six premieres on the CW. Wednesday night, Riverdale, Nancy Drew over on the CW. That's what's going on on television and at the movies. Again, we talked about Joker. Thursday, Kenny and I will be back out here at the Alamo Draft House, joined by David and Jen from the Alamo Draft House. We'll be talking about this weekend's box office results, breaking down what's new and newsworthy at the box office, all the upcoming program at the Alamo Draft House. I say it on that show a lot, but it's true. I can't decide if I like October at the Alamo more or December more because they're both like just loaded with good stuff. Yeah. October's uh, pretty fun. because
1: <laughs> October, I feel like you, you, there's a lot more you can do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Ooh. because with horror you can go, but can they, go but even with Christmas of like they'll show Die Hard and Gremlins and some of those too. So it's kind of it's kind of a toss up for me. Uh, but that is on the back lot by Alamo Drafthouse this week's poll for the Alamo Drafthouse. It's live. It's our Face Off. Face Off. <laughs> what we mean by that is we talked about how they're rebooting Face Off. Um, So we decided to do our own little challenge, the four co-hosts, three, myself and three others. Um, And so what we did is we said, you've got Nick Cage who was in Face Off. We swapped out Nick Cage's career with another actor. So we all picked another actor, swapped them out so every role that nick cage was in was in play now played by the actor that you chose every role that that actor has played is now a nick cage role and okay. we matched it up so if nick cage was 30 then the other actor was 30 so we kind of we we adjusted for time so it's not like well i'd swap him out with Humphrey bogart but you know he would not have been born yet or nothing like that we we adjusted for you know age and stuff but uh but that's the poll that we've got going on it was pretty fun discussions who'd you pick uh, I, well, see, David had the first pick. We did this different, too. We hadn't done this before. Everybody got two minutes. We rolled for, you know, rolled to see who goes first. Um, everybody got two minutes to make their case. Okay. And once everybody had made their case, everybody got one additional minute to either. Continue to build your case for yours, or to tear down everybody else's. So it was on a timer, so that was good because like uh, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, David went first, and he went with Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I went second. I picked Jack Nicholson. Okay. Because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: So it's it's like if Jack Nicholson. Did so everything. Jack
0: Nicholson would now be in like Raising Arizona and oh, Valley Girl Mandy. and <laughs> yeah Mandy oh, and man. Nick Cage would be in like The Shining and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. He'd be the Joker in Batman. Man, okay. you know, all that yeah, stuff yeah. Uh, Jen picked third and she went with Paul Rudd <laughs> which, which I don't know of course she did the, uh, yeah. Wet Hot
1: American Summer is one yeah, of her that, favorite movies and
0: that's what she got caught on she's like I just pictured Nick Cage and I just could not get that out of my <laughs> head so that's what I went with and Kenny went with Tom Cruise okay which is
1: probably the, 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 yeah, <laughs> <a> <laughs>
0: yeah the, the least obvious of the choices. We had yeah. a bunch of fun alsos like also honorable mentions uh, like Kenny's honorable mention was like Christopher Walken. Which okay. between that and Tom Cruise, I might have leaned into Christopher Walken a little heavier, but yeah. that was his choice, not mine. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I had uh, who else to I have? I had Willem Dafoe. I thought would be fun. That'd be fun, Yeah. Uh, I thought Michael Keaton would be fun. I'd like to see a uh, Nick Cage's Beetlejuice and Batman yeah. and <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, Mr. Mom, but um, so yeah, that's fun. That that poll is out on the back lot. That's at Backlot Pod. I have an idea on Facebook. Yeah, it's
1: controversial. Go for it. Uh, oh God, what's her name? The one that's always winning Oscars, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meryl
0: yeah, Streep. so you would have Nick Cage, and I can't. And it's funny because I can't ever think of a movie she's been in. You know what I mean? Like everybody loves her, but it's like uh, so she she'd be wears prop yeah yeah yeah. There are a few yeah. She would yeah. She'd be, be in great. Cruella Deville. Why it's an adaptation? Well, adaptation, well you'd, sw- you'd just be swapping would, the two yeah, of them. Yeah, there'd
1: be two of her and one of Nick Cage, which them.
0: would which would make that movie infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> just mathematically, that would have been a better movie just off of that alone. I like that movie, but yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so yeah, that'd been. There's a lot of things you can do. It's fun. The uh, my my go to my back pocket if like things got out of hand and I was like I need to like hit the reset button on this. Yeah, would have been John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to swap the guy. Just swap the careers. It's face off, right?
1: Like, hey, hey, that's.
0: You know, kind well, of smart. Yeah. So here, <laughs> we're just gonna swap them out. So now you got Nick Cage and Saturday Night Fever, and you got Travolta and Pulp. Uh, uh, Con Air. Con Air <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because then yeah, you could just swap like okay, so you get Broken Arrow, you get Con Air, you could almost go like a one to one. You know, like you get Pulp Fiction, you get yeah. So uh, that would have been fun too. it have been weird to see Nick Cage and Pulp Fiction. But you know, it would have been, but really i don't know that it would have been i I don't know i think it still would have been good yeah it would have been different but i don't think it would have been dramatically different yeah i think there's a reason they picked those two guys and even when they're portraying each other it's like well he's just doing another version of himself (laughs) i don't know and then of course we will be back out here at the Alamo draft house next thursday night we're going to record next week's episode of the pop goes the culture podcast right here Gang, we invite you to come out to the Alamo Draft House. This is a public setting. Yeah. This is, yeah. I mean, they will take care of you. So here's the way this works. We are in. If you, if you're familiar, if you're local, you, you know, know the Springfield Alamo Draft House. Or even if you don't, you come in, you find the bar, the back lot area. If you go to the north side, so you walk all the way through the bar. There's a couple of rooms off here to the side. There, the media rooms. You can rent these out. Um, we have a media room here, and so we are set up. Gang, you can come out here at seven o'clock on a Thursday night. Get yourself a drink, like the Corpse Reviver or yes. whatever, which is finished. It was good. It was very good. Good. Yeah. Uh, you can get something to eat. You can get appetizers. You can get a full meal. You can go see a movie when you're done if you want, but come out here and hang out with us. This room's got a couch. It's got a couple of chairs. It's comfortable. We will do the show and you can sit here and have a good time watching it live. Yeah. We have microphones. We will pass them around. If you have something to exactly. say on any of these, uh, jump in. If you've yeah. got, if you're local and you've got a project, like, you know, like, Curtis, you. Oh, I was going to ask you too, how did the uh, the showcase the go showcase, Sunday night? It yeah. uh, went pretty well. A lot of people
1: showed up. I wasn't sure because it was like getting right at uh, <laughs> 6 o'clock.
0: Well, like. it's Springfield, so yeah, nobody shows up uh, until two minutes there's before. There's nobody
1: here. And then like all of a sudden like, oh, there's everybody here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it went pretty, went pretty well. A lot of fun. Um, much like life theater you know things get messed up but oh, it yeah. adds to the experience so cool well, yeah had a
0: great time good uh so yeah if you're if you've got a project if you're if you're a podcaster and you want to come out here and hang out with us and pit, talk about your show a little bit if you've got you know youtube you're a streamer whatever the case might be on twitch doesn't matter you come out here and hang out with us we promise you you'll have a good time you're already listening to the show on your drive to work or as you're exercising or walking the dog or whatever it is you're doing, right. come out and hang out with us on a Thursday night and be a part of the show when we record it live. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, We're going to bring in different co-hosts. We're going to do different stuff. Um, we've got some plans, so it'll be fun. So yeah. hang out with us. It'll be good. And be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice if you haven't already, so you'll know when those new episodes are available. We record them on Thursday nights. They're usually out Friday by now uh, your lunchtime or so, mm-hmm. give or take. Certainly on your way home. That's all I've got scripted. It's all I got written down. You got, <laughs> anything, you got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? I know um, we've got some stuff coming up next week. It's going to be a busy stuff. week. We've got yeah. game coming Game's up. Games coming week. up.
1: I'm going to try my best to get there. I'm not oh, not going to lie. Like, I just had a thought. I, go ahead. I, I like I have I put in for some days off. Right, but it's it's really hard to get those days specifically. I haven't been right. able to do it. So, might not see me there, but it, depending on how late it is, I might be able to get there later. I'm not sure how now,
0: late they're going in. Fanatics and the Fan will have a table? Fanatics and the Fan will be there, but I,
1: it, I might not be there. Right. Just throwing that out there.
0: Do you know I, – I know a few folks personally who are going to be running some gaming sessions. I think they're still looking for some stuff there. Yeah. You know what would be a lot of fun? What's that? Is if somebody ran – the Feast of Legends game at game <laughs> with some. If we could get like a local Wendy's, like a general manager or franchise yeah. owner or something, to come out and. Yeah.
1: My, my friend Henry, who used to live in Springfield, he moved back to Neosha, but he used to be a manager at Wendy's. See he's not that. there anymore, but I think he he and he's a DM too. Well that perfect. So. That's what they need is they need <laughs>
0: they need a local
1: He's the best of both worlds, right? Yes, now.
0: That, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. If somebody doesn't jump on and especially if Critical Role is actually doing a Version of that game today, tonight, or whatever. Yeah, somebody's got to be. I mean, sure, I, I, sure. That there are folk. Yeah, I know there are folk. I know if nothing else, Chris is watching Critical Role. He he he. May, we may need to say, hey, you know what? Let's do it. Let's, let's just let's just run a game. How,
1: of, how late is? Will that be going during the day? Is it
0: late uh, the the as well? yeah the um, I know that like the vendor stuff shuts down at, like six. Yeah, the vendors are welcome to stay after that, but that's kind of like the hey, you're here till at least six. But the the way I understand it is they've got the convention center until midnight. And at midnight, everybody has to leave because the convention center pays janitorial to come in and get everything ready for the next day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, you can just stick around until midnight okay. playing yeah. games.
1: I'll definitely have to come by after work.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I've got to figure out a way to get there myself. <laughs> we'll yeah. see how we do.
1: <laughs> right. And then uh, December 7th. Yes. A day which will live in infamy.
0: You know what? It is, isn't it? I hadn't <laughs> thought
1: about that, but you're right. We will have uh, Geekmas. Yes. Geekmas at the uh, Creamery Arts Center. And uh, come on out, because you could totally, totally win yourself a 3D printer. Actually, if you come to I was gonna say, and yeah. <laughs> you go to the Fanatics and the Fans uh, vendor, you can sign up and get yourself entered in for that drawing.
0: Yeah, so the way that works is it's a 3D printer that will be given away at Geekmas on December the 7th, Saturday, December 7th. Um but you have you earn tickets, and anything that fanatics in the fan is doing that is public facing, like having a vendor at table at at a game, yeah, you can come by and get tickets into that drawing. so yeah, it's a good way to get tickets now, and then if you show up again at Geekmas, you get tickets then you can kind of stack the stack, stack the hat stack a little bit or yeah. Win yourself a 3D printer. Certainly increase your chances. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I've got my uh, ugly Christmas sweater. I just got to make sure I can actually be there. My problem is being at places right now. Yeah, I've got good. I've got great plans, but. Uh
1: there's some Christmas sweaters I've been wanting to buy for the last few years that I've not b- bought yet, but yeah. I, you know, I think I'm going to do it this year. Well,
0: that's what I had. There's one that I had looked at last year and I was like, Ooh boy, that's like just about right. <laughs> and, and I waited and I waited and Geekmas comes around. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get it. And you, then, and then gonna to
1: tell what it is. Or you, oh no, surprise! Yeah, it'll be a surprise. You okay. just have to see
0: it. It's ugly. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of anything else. I I know uh Saturday, tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, uh here at the Alamo they're doing you know, they do their screenings. They're doing the uh the cereal party, which they do once a month, where mm. you you pay your ticket. It's a little bit more expensive, but they set up like a, basically a buffet of all the sugary cereals you always wanted, and then your various milks. You know, so if you want real milk, there's milk. Or if you want like, you know, the, yeah. Or I'm skim, thinking you want to like skimmy, yeah, if you want to milk the nuts, then uh, they got that <laughs> milk there too. Uh, but they're showing uh, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah my son that. and I got tickets for that. Uh, we are going to be wearing. I've actually got a T-shirt. It's got the cereal monsters. It's got Count chocolate and boo Berry and frankenberry and all that on this whole man yeah, I meant to buy some cereal on the way home <laughs> I know right uh, so yeah so if nothing else come out and hang out with us uh, if you see us if you come to that on Saturday and you see somebody uh, with a kid and we've got our cereal monster shirts on say hi let us know that you uh, listen to the show we'd appreciate it I think it's gonna wrap us up though yeah I have been for the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network Joey Mills and Curtis Stout and we will catch you all next week. Hopefully, we'll catch you out here at the Alamo Draft House. It's busy. They're watching baseball. I know there's playoff baseball going on. Folks are hanging out here. Come hang out with us next Thursday. Uh, we will have a good time. I promise you that. Until then, be safe. We'll catch you later. Peace out. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.